Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is Tessa Blanchard, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. I think I got tongue-tied in there. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the only one that's done that. Cliff Compton, we had to do like 16 takes to get Cliff Compton to try to say it right, and he never did. So. All right, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. This is Tessa Blanchard, and you're listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show. Perfect. Welcome to Live from the Armory Wrestling Show, the premier podcast of indie wrestling. Maybe I'd have just changed the name of the show to the Caleb Conley Show. Our studio line is area code 213-816-1605. With your host, Bunkhouse Bob. I don't sign autographs. I'm not, and I, and I very, very rarely take pictures with people, but if people insist in their nights, then, then I'll do that, so... And the lovely Laura. I am a true and total lady. I would never headbutt anybody. That means that it is hashtag Independent Wrestling Wednesday, which means that you are listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. What do you think of that new intro? Huh? I'd like to uh, thank Michael Rose for hooking us up with some new audio. I also want to thank Jeff for his audio work. Please go check out Michael Rose's website, www.hook74.com. Great guy, great musician, great friend. Thank you so much, Michael, for the new music. Folks, we've got a big show for you tonight. On this episode of Live from the Armory, we have Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment promoter Joshua Wheeler will be joining us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour for all of our friends out on the left coast and all across the United States, I should say. We have Championship Wrestling from Hollywood star Tito Escondido, member of the Vermin, will be joining us. Folks, we'd like to thank you for listening wherever you may be at, uh, whether you're downloading us on iTunes or whether you're listening to us on Blog Talk Radio. We come at you every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So that's once a week. That's four times a month. And you can get all of this entertainment for the low, low price of just nine ninety nine a month. Right, Laura? 
No, Bob, we are not going to add to the machine. We cannot. We don't get anything nine, out of it. Nine, nine, Upside down, folks, that's 666. Think about it. Our studio number is 213-816-1605. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, our Twitter address is at From the Armory. Laura, what's our Facebook info? www.facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. See, and folks are going to be saying, Bob, you did not give Laura the grand entrance. You didn't give her the grand poobah opening that you usually do every week. But I don't have to do that because Laura is so popular, she's already gotten her photo in an article about Colt Cabana and Marty DeRosa. <laughs> So she doesn't need, like, a giant red carpet rollout anymore. <laughs> right, Laura? I don't know about all that, but uh, we will talk about um, a photo uh, that was used in a web article uh, that belonged to me. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about ice bucket challenges. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. a previous guest of the show getting married. We're going to talk mm-hmm. about... Um, a birthday boy over the weekend, and we're going to talk mm-hmm. about someone who got his leg broken. So we have a lot of stuff to talk about, and of course, Josh okay. Wheeler is going to be on the phone here in a little bit. So Josh Wheeler will you know, be on the phone always, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not prepared. <laughs> I'm not prepared at all for Josh Wheeler, folks. He changes gears faster than an 18 wheeler going down 75. If you get my drift, so let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's let's kick it off. We'll, uh, I don't know if a lot of folks saw this or not. Some of you may have. Some of you may not have. Uh, Davey Richards, TNA star, tag team, co-holder, uh, part of the, what do they call themselves, Laura, the American Wolves, or the Wolves. Actually, they uh, just call themselves the Wolves. Now they're the Wolves. Uh, broken leg. Yeah. Out of action. So I don't know what this holds for Davey. Uh you know, obviously he's going to need some time to mend. And if folks have been following this TNA story, uh, there was a subsequent announcement that was made this week that it would appear all indicators show that Bully Ray is leaving the promotion as well. So I know that there is enough taping in the can to carry them through, I think, October, like the first week of October, second week of October, I've also been told that there are live events that have been canceled uh, in lieu of them trying to strike another deal with uh, TV. So got two guys gone that were, you know, an intricate part of, of, of TV time. So I guess we'll just have to wait. Especially Bully. Absolutely. I mean, you know, um, I like Team 3D, and I think they brought a lot to the table for TNA. Um, and Bully, you know, when Bully got in shape, the best shape he'd ever been in. I mean, it, his career was, you know, reinvigorated. He was a new wrestler, and it and it helped the product immensely. So I, you know, I I feel real sad for TNA right now. I really yep. do. And a lot of people, a lot of people are hating on him. But I, there's got to be a second option out there somewhere, somehow, or the, the products. In the business, 
you know. Well, he, yeah, he reinvented reinvented himself, solidified himself as a singles competitor in TNA. I guess exactly. we just have to see where it goes. I don't know. We'll have to see where it goes. Uh, I know that you had told me that former show guest and also championship from wrestling uh, star, from Hollywood star, excuse me, Johnny Yuma got married. He sure did. A great um, post on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Joey Ryan even made his show um, an episode about Johnny Yuma's wedding. So it was really, really great. And, you know, um, just want to say congratulations, um, Johnny, and maybe we can get you back on one day and and you mm-hmm. can talk about, you know, how married life's treating you. Absolutely. Johnny Yuma was a pretty cool guy, uh, really uh, really knowledgeable and really down to earth. So it was pretty cool to have him on. Tell us more about this photo that you well, were a part of. Um, Mike Bessler, who runs um, the, um, I believe it's called Wrestling Inc., he, mm-hmm. uh, he runs a website, and he, he does, you know, articles and everything. It was, gosh, I want to say it was Saturday night when I was at uh, PWX, I believe. Uh, I get this message, and he's like, hey, um, can I use one of your pictures from Five Bell Wrestling of Colton Marty for an article? And I'm like, sure, you know, whatever. Um, right. I don't care. And so, you know, a little later I get something on my uh, timeline that, you know, he thanked me for helping him with the story and everything, you know, for the photo. So, yeah, I am, you know, I'm published. Yeah. I'm a big thing. <laughs> Awards and accolades and uh, mentions. Money. And, and money. Money. Did you get any money out of it? Mm-hmm. You did. No, no, no. I'm just saying that's No, 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 no. I'm oh, just saying that's money. what I'm hoping this is going to bring me, some money. You know, because nine ninety nine is yeah. what it'll bring you. <laughs> nine ninety nine. Um, Cedric Alexander was at uh, PWX. We all know that he's in Ring of Honor, and he had a birthday. And didn't you present him with a birthday card? I sure did. <laughs> we um. The DA had um, decided they were going to, you know, do a little get-together for Cedric, and we all brought some things that he loves. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Cedric Alexander loves uh, peanuts. No, cashews. Sorry about that. It was cashews. Crystal brought him cashews. I brought him some Cool Ranch Doritos. And I think uh, they had brought him some strawberry cake, things like that that he really likes. And I had given him a card. And in the card I had put, just because it's your birthday doesn't mean that you're better than Caleb. Oh, boy. So I got the stink eye for that. Yeah, I saw which that Which I posted picture. on Facebook. Huh. Yeah. That's, how that's in good a... conscience, how in good conscience, how in good faith, could you write something like that in the man's birthday card? Look, the man has made me wear his shirt in front of Caleb and then he asked me where it was because I didn't have it on. And then he was like, where's that shirt I bought you? And I'm like, uh, excuse me, what shirt did, did you buy me? Yeah, where is that shirt you bought me? Now, the shirt that I bought off you is at home because I can't be caught dead at a PWX show with a Cedric Alexander shirt on. Mm. I'll be thrown off Team Caleb forever. 
Jordan Castle disowned me. Membership revoked. But anyway, he, <laughs> Cedric had a good time. Um, he defended his title uh, Saturday at PWX, uh, which was a really great show. Um, he defended against Marcellus King, who was his former circus member. Um, Cedric just kind of laid the, you know, the law down in in a promo. I was like, look, you know, that was when I was young, didn't know any better. I'm older now. I'm my own man. I don't need you guys. But just wanted to say that the match of the night at, at PWX was worst case scenario with the Tommy Thomas versus Country Jack. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Um, they're gonna. I'm thinking that the Ben Day host will be back up in PWX because they're still the PWX um, champions, as far as I know. A um, little controversy there because Country Jack had said some derogatory things about them. Uh, mm-hmm. about them not being champions anymore. So I don't know. We'll have to see. But tag team wrestling is kind of hot right now in PWX because you've got, uh, worst case scenario, you've got Country Jack, and I'm sure the Bravados will be back in PWX as soon as they return uh, mm-hmm. from England. So, you know, it's it's a hotbed of tag team wrestling. And everybody, you know, September 13th and in Thomasville, North Carolina, at the Thomasville National Guard Armory is going to be us against the world for PWX. So, it's going to be interesting. I don't know any matches yet, but I'm sure we'll know over the weeks uh, to come, and it's going to be great. And Cedric was in ROH uh, this past weekend as well and tore it up like he always does. So, you know, I see, I said it before, you know, two years, maybe three, you know, Cedric mm-hmm. will be in NXT, not a doubt. If not sooner than that, he'll be in NXT. Folks, our studio number is 213-816-1605. We're going to bring Josh Wheeler on here in just a couple of minutes. Um, I did see. Uh, I did want to mention something really briefly. I did see where uh, Raymond Rowe was injured in a motorcycle accident uh, this yeah. past week. It was hurt pretty severely. Uh, so we want to send out our uh, our best thoughts and our, our get well wishes to to Mr. Rowe. Certainly hope that uh, certainly hope that he. Uh, uh, heals soon and, uh, and and gets better. Um, ice bucket challenges seem to be all the rage across social media right now. And before we talk about ice bucket challenges, I want to say this: for whatever you may think about them or whatever you may may not like about them, if you care to pass your time of day on your Facebook page watching nothing more than fire challenges or cat videos, or ratchet fights, then I could see where the ice bucket challenge maybe has become a bore to you. If the ice bucket challenges raise one penny, if they raise someone's level of awareness about ALS, if it gets people talking and gets people involved, then I'm all for it. And I participated in it, thanks to George Coles from Heal Heat. Laura has participated in it. Uh, the people that we asked thanks to you and challenged, George. yep. The 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 people that we asked to participate in the challenge, uh, Brian Kanabruski, uh, Jason Ayers, Tessa Blanchard, they participated. Thank you very much for participating. You can go to www.als.org if you don't feel like participating and you can still make a donation one way or the other, and you probably should. I did. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just I something. Too. 
It's just something that if people are involved and it's getting, getting information out there, then so be it. A lot of people were upset because it's, you know, all about me and all about the video. Well, guess what, folks? I am sure that after this particular thing passes, there will be something else that comes along that takes its place, that it's all about me. That's what social media was invented to do, to it's be honest. It's called media. Media. You got yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. And I just want to say something really quick about the ice bucket challenges. And I'd seen a lot of people on there, you know, like I'm, I'm tired of this, you know, you know, taking space up in my timeline. ALS is a very cruel disease. And I'm not saying it's any more crueler than any other disease. It robs you of your muscle function. You can't speak. Your mind is still going, but you, your body can't do anything. And research dollars are so key and so important. Take it from someone who lost their mother to cancer. Anytime I can help out someone's cause like this, I even do things for uh, you know the American Cancer Society as well. I do it because it makes me feel good. And if you can't see that this is what this is, I mean, they've ra- they raised like what, like just nothing last year, and now they've already got millions of dollars. So I'm all for it. If you don't like it on your timeline, there's a little button called unfollow on Facebook. I suggest that some of y'all look into it. Laura, why don't you go and read down the indie events, and I'll be right back. Okie dokie. We've got Ring of Honor's Death Before Dishonor weekend, Friday, August 22nd, from the Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 7.30 bell time. Scheduled to appear, Michael Elgin, new ROH champion, the Young Bucks, AJ Styles, Silas Young, and more. Saturday, August 23rd, Death Before Dishonor 12, at the Frontier Fieldhouse in Chicago Ridge, Illinois, 7.30 bell time. All the stars of Ring of Honor are going to be here. You've got the Briscoes, Tommaso, Champ- Tommaso Champa. His name always t- uh, gets my tongue tied. Uh, Red Dragon, AJ Styles, Michael Elgin, and many more. More information on this, you go to www.rohwrestling.com. Um, it can, it um, it's going to be a good one, folks. Um, Um, I want to say this before I go into Milestone. I just got a tweet from Mr. Cherry Houston, and um, he had some derogatory uh, things show up on Facebook today uh, regarding a picture of him and Big Donnie and Porkchop Cash, and it was Mm -hmm. regarding their attire. I'm not Mm going to go into it too much, but I'm just going to say that Mr. Houston is really pissed off, and if you're just looking at someone's wrestling gear, and I know some of it, can be bad, but some people can't afford gear, but they're really good wrestlers. You know, this actual, (laughs) this is Terry's gear. I'm sorry. If you don't know that by now, you don't need to be talking about it. But I just want to say that for our good friend Terry Houston. He and Porkchop and Big Donnie are three of the best people I've ever met in my life. And if people don't like them, pardon my French, suck them. Don't judge a book by its cover. Exactly. Carry on. So, um, with that being said, I'd like to announce um, Milestone Wrestling is going to have a card, a show, uh, this upcoming Saturday, August 23rd, at 
the Hickory National Guard Armory in Hickory, North Carolina. A little tongue-tied tonight, folks. Um, on the card, speaking to Mr. Terry Houston, he is going to defend his Smash Mouth Championship against Zane Riley in a hardcore match. Zane doesn't do hardcore matches, so this is going to be a treat if you're a Zane Riley fan. If you're a um, fan of Terry Houston, you know Terry never fails to please. Whenever he goes out and wrestles, he always gives it 110%. Zane Riley does as well. It's going to be a great show. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to do my best to get down there. I can't say that for sure that I will, but I'm going to do my best. And um, I just got a, a tweet from uh, Terry Houston that Zane will bleed. Uh, yeah, it's a guarantee if you're in a match with Terry Houston, you're going to bleed. Um, but, you know, everybody get out and support the good folks at Milestone. They always put on a good show. Uh, Jason Dentino is one of my favorite people as well. Can't beat him. Um, moving on to NWA Houston, Saturday, August 23rd at 7 p.m. bell time at the VFW Post 8905, Cypress, Texas, scheduled to appear. Prince, I think that's Kanu? I believe Kanu? that's Kanu, I believe. I, I, I think, yes, Mr. Dictionary there. Uh, Michael Dell, Steve Anthony, Byron Wilcott, and more. For more information, you can visit www.nwahouston.com. Thank you very much, Laura. Folks, it's a uh, it's a real honor and it's a it's a privilege and, it, and it's actually just it's a lot of fun to have on our next guest. Uh, uh, we met Josh, uh, I don't know, almost a year ago. I think uh, doing some wrestling stuff and. Uh, got involved with him and uh lo and behold kept kept in contact with Josh and come to find out that uh that Josh uh launched a promotion called Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment and uh Josh has been involved with some wrestling with wrestling uh for quite a number of years uh and just to have Josh on is always a treat because he's probably one of the, one of the funniest if not the funniest guy that I know Josh how you doing tonight I'm doing good, actually. This is a little weird. I'm on a, on a different side of the, the podcast world. I'm usually the interviewer and not the interviewee. And I'm usually just doing running on your guys' shows because they're so much fun. Uh, yeah, and I'm a little nervous. I mean, you guys are about to put me through the third degree, run me through the ringer. I feel like OJ at the, uh, at the Nicole Brown Central. <laughs> oh, that's right. He didn't testify. I forgot. Oh, well. If it doesn't fit, it it doesn't right. fit you must have quit. That's right. I mean, come on. It's been 20 years. I mean, I can I can make jokes about it now. It's not too soon yet. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Folks, our heart studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Josh, uh, just to get rolling, why don't you tell us how things are going with Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment? A couple shows in now. Won't you let us know what's going on? Well, uh, we, we have moved on from working with our uh, former co-promoter, Roger Davis, and I felt that uh, he was, uh, I wouldn't say not pulling his weight, but, I mean, we were supposed to be 50-50 partners, and then there was definitely, obviously, some issues with him, and then just certain things that he was doing just kind of, like, rubbed me the wrong way. And so we decided, you know, to end that partnership, and I, I tried to end it as amicably as possible, and then he threatens to kill me on Facebook, and... That turned into a whole other, you know, shebang as it can be. And 
Uh, I, I really don't even want to talk too much about it, but yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. But we have uh, we, we found another location in North uh, Metro Atlanta, which is the Canton, Georgia area, which is actually very close to where I used to run shows when I promoted professional rest, uh, pro wrestling evolution back in the early and mid 2000s. So you know, it's, it's an area that I know very well. I grew up in that area, so I, I think it's a very good like small home base for us. And uh, we're looking at uh, doing some stuff closer in the city, and and we got some strategic partnerships that we're lining up with uh, some other uh, smaller promotions in in Georgia that that can kind of help us as well. And of course, we're we're doing some things uh, outside of just wrestling that will help partner and make us a little bit bigger as well. So, um, not it's a exciting lot of time. It, it, you know, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go, go. Carry on. Carry on. It's fine. I was just gonna say it's a very exciting time, but I mean, you know, you know, and I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and say, oh, we're drawing like 300 people every show, then we're drawing 700 people. You know, our first two shows, we we totally we totally barely drew, uh, you know, 85 pay for two shows. Uh, you know, it's not it's not a number that I'm I'm proud of, but it's 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 a, a beginning, and we got uh, a crowd that I was very happy with, like loud. I mean, very happy about you know how they were enthusiastic with the product, and and I've heard no complaints about the product that we're giving them. And so I think going back to Canton, where I know the area a little bit better, I got a little bit more you know family and friends in that area. Not saying that I want family and friends of the show, but it just kind of gives me a little bit more of a home base on my end, where I can say, hey aunt, hey uncle, hey cousin. Can you guys take care of this for me while I'm stuck here in Tampa? You know, because I live in Tampa, but I'm promoting shows in Georgia. Go figure. Uh, so yeah. it, it does make it a little like <laughs> harder. But a lot of the wrestlers are in Georgia, so you know, I, I do lean on them for a lot of the uh, the extra stuff, and and you know, we, we go from there. Now, a, a lot of fans don't realize this, but you've been involved with wrestling for a number of years. Way so too long. Give us a, give us give give us a little bit of background. Uh, it actually, I got started like how most uh, uber smart marks get started. Uh, backyard wrestling actually is what got me started. Uh, I was uh, 20 years old when my younger brother was in high school, my only brother. Uh, let me just rephrase that. And I was, people don't know this, I was literally one of the biggest wrestling fans in the world. Uh, my dad and I, you know, grew up. You know, I grew up watching wrestling with my dad. Um, for years, you know, 605 was religion. And, you know, on Saturdays in Atlanta, you guys may not have been as blessed as we were, but we had what was called, uh, what was it called? The Superstars of Wrestling on Saturdays on WATL 36, which was Joe Pedicino and Bonnie Blackstone hosted an entire, like, 14 or 15-hour block of wrestling on Saturday afternoons. So literally my entire Saturday was baseball and wrestling all day long. And then, you know, in the fall, it was football and wrestling all day long. And that's just like, that's what me and my dad did. And right. so I got the chance, you know, when I was a little bit older, my brother met some kids, you know, it was, you know, the, the heart of the attitude era had just ended and all these kids were doing backyard wrestling. And, you know, a kid he went to school with was a little rich kid who had a wrestling ring in his backyard. And they brought me on board and they didn't know anything about the wrestling business or about, you know, and not that I knew anything either, but I thought I did. You know, every every smart mark thinks that we can be the next Paul Heyman. You know, that's just what uh, we right, think. Right. We, you know, and, and so you know, I, I started coming in there and started like you know booking their backyard shows and, and strategically getting their backyard shows together. And I said, well, crap. You know, the, not that these were good wrestlers, and I'm kind of embarrassed to actually admit that my first like real show was with backyarders, but. You know, I go and I book a venue and I get a real ring and we, you know, set it up and we run a show and we draw almost 200 people. And for 
the first three years of my wrestling career, my backyard show was my best drawing show I'd ever done, which really kind of sucks, and it, it wow. really made me a very bitter promoter because you know I, I I booked a whole bunch of high school backyard kids and draw over 200 paid, and then I go and then I fire those kids and I go and get actual talent. I'm talking like some of the best in the Georgia indie scene in the early 2000s, and I draw like 35. And I did the same promoting. I, I did nothing. I actually probably spent way more money with the professionals than I did with the backyarders and drew way less. So I became very bitter very early. And at the same time, I was 22 years old when I started running wrestling shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it was extremely young. And I, and I, I always say that, like, I, I was probably an idiot, but I never wanted to be a pro wrestler. And people, like, always get, like, what do you mean you never want to be a pro wrestler? I always want to be in wrestling. Like, I want to be a manager or a commentator or a promoter. I never wanted to be a wrestler. Uh, I'm not the most athletic person in the universe. So. Well, neither am I. So I, I, can, I, can, I can empathize with you there. But and, and you know and and you guys can probably tell when I when I get in your guys' show like I've studied the greats of Jimmy Hart, Jim Cornette, Paulie Dangerously, Bobby the Brain. He, I studied managers growing up. I you know I knew from an early age. I remember I was six years old cutting promos in, in kindergarten and first grade. I mean you know I've always had that <laughs> gift of gab and and that ability to you know not only just talk but to make people not like you when you talk. Right. So I'm a natural heel. I mean, it's in my last name. I mean, if you look at my last name, the word heel is in my last name. That's not a coincidence. (laughs) I hear you, Josh. Yeah, I hear you. Now, you had mentioned uh, growing up, being in the Atlanta area, I'm going to presume that it was Braves and Falcons, right? No, the Falcons. No one liked the Falcons in Atlanta. Are you kidding me? Come on. No. No. No, nobody in no. Atlanta if liked you, the Falcons. If you, if you, no, no, not no, because they were so bad. You got to remember, I'm I'm 33 now, so in the 80s, you did not yeah. cheer the Falcons. Most of the kids growing up in the 80s, and, and you know, in Atlanta, you pretty much just pick a team. You're, you're almost like all bandwagon fans until you're about eight or nine, and you realize that that's kind of stupid. So you just like start liking a team, and then you kind of stay with them. So like growing up, like. A lot of the kids that I remember, like everybody's Broncos fans growing up because John Elway, and then of course people like the Cowboys, and you know the Packers eventually became in vogue. Um, I always love, you know, I enjoy Brett Favre, but I'm a Jets fan. Uh, I somehow found the New York Jets on Tecmo Super Bowl back in 1991, <laughs> and that's been my team ever since. Uh, and I, I've just, I, I, I hate them and love them at the same time. It's, but, but honestly, I, I'm a diehard Braves fan. I live and die with the Atlanta Braves and the Phoenix Suns because my Woo! uncle is a huge Suns fan because he's from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing up, we went to the Suns and Hawks game. They only play one time a year in Atlanta. We went to almost every Suns game for almost my, like, first, you know, let's see, five, six, probably about 12 years. We went to about, probably about nine or ten games that I made it to the Suns versus Hawks, so... Well, I I know that Laura is a huge Braves fan. How I have no idea because I figured she'd it, like Braves country, Lido Mud Hens or something like that. Nope. In Triple A ball. Braves country. Okay. Braves, Braves country. It starts in Atlanta and goes all the way to Arkansas, Mississippi, and goes all the way north to Virginia, West Virginia. Wow. I'll tell you how. Like the, I'll tell you how I'm a Braves fan. TBS Superstation it, 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 Seventeen. That and the fact that my grandfather liked them when they were in Boston. They moved Ah. to Milwaukee. 
then they moved to Atlanta. So, I mean, I'm I'm one of these people like you that liked them when they played in those powder blue uniforms, and they sucked ass. But I still rooted for my Braves. So I'm still a big Braves fan. I, you know, watch them until they're like 13 innings and then lose the game, but they're, they're my team, you know? Um you had posted something on Facebook that was really interesting about Brian McCann. And um, let's talk a little bit about Brian McCann because I was, in fact, very angry that Brian McCann had left Atlanta, but now I'm seeing that it might have been a blessing in disguise for him to actually be someone else's, for lack of a better term, I, I came on a wrestling podcast to talk wrestling, but I, I get what you guys are doing, uh, and I'm fine with that because uh, I'm a sports guy. So, you, know, you know, I used to work in radio, wanted to be a sports talk guy my entire life, Jim Rome fan. Uh, my thing about baseball is real simple. I study the numbers side of baseball as well as the game, and you hit a certain age, and your skills start to decrease. Brian McCann was getting close to that crazy age of 32 and when you hit 32 you start to see the sudden not sudden decline in everybody but you start to see a decline in players there was no reason to give brian mccann a four or five year deal when he was getting close to age 32 especially at the money that he was trying to command it had nothing to do with brian mccann it's just that's the economics of baseball Right, and if you look at Brian McCann, and I think it was like 2008, 2009, 2010, guys close to a 260, 280, 300 hitter, you know, and he's got some power too. He has those eye problems, and he's not been the same hitter since. So, again, why give him $16, 17000000 million a season to hit 235? You already had one of those guys playing second base for us at the beginning of the season. Thank God he's gone. Yes, yes, I'm so, so glad Dan Ugla is. God. I don't even yes, I refuse I just to say to his talk name. To you about but, that. No, I, that's, that's okay. no, no, I mean, and a lot of people didn't understand what I was saying, but but you do. You see a lot of casual fans that don't understand. Like, and I'm not saying that I'm like I could not be a general manager of of a baseball team. Well, I probably could if I you know if I really tried. But you know, I still studied. I'm 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 just as much of a smart baseball mark as I used to be a smart wrestling mark. I truly am. Like, I study the very intricate details. I could tell you players in the farm systems that you'll never hear of that I'm watching tonight right. when I get home. So, it's right. kind of like the indies for wrestling, right? Yeah, it, 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 you know what? The minor league system is a lot like the indies, except the minor league system, they get paid a lot less. Well, what I will do, what I will do, Josh, is one time I will tell you the story about watching Deion Sanders play for the Columbus Clippers and having fans throw nine volt batteries at him. Uh, lest I digress. Let, let's talk about. Let's talk about two things. We're going to go back on track to wrestling, and I want to go back to Facebook too, because there was a post that you put out that damn near went viral. It had so it many comments on it. Yeah, by you know, viral with it. Tell me. Let me ask the question. What was <laughs> what was the purpose or the intent of the post that you put out about the young lady Area Ambrose? What what was behind that? And I and I'm I'm glad you asked. And the post was really not about Aria Ambrose or Aria Ambrose or whatever her name is, and I've actually been told she's changed her name since then. Uh, it oh, was Lordy. legitimately 
legitimately the post was more about, and again, I was, I, call me a hypocrite. Everybody listening to your show right now is going to call me a hypocrite. A lot of these promoters in the Georgia area especially, and even in the Tennessees and some of the Louisianas, because I know Alter Boy Luke, Wild, or, or Luke Hawks has talked about it on, on various podcasts. And, and in the South, it seems like there's a lot of these kind of promotions where the promoter does everything you could possibly do as a promoter, except he then puts out the worst talent imaginable. The worst talent imaginable. And what happens is a fan pays their hard-earned ten, fifteen, twenty dollars to these shows. They witness an Aria Ambrose match, and again, she was just an example. We've seen worse. There is worse out there. And then they go and they like, then they lump all independent wrestling mm-hmm. with that show. That's mm-hmm. the problem. I don't spend thousands of dollars a month to be lumped in with a giant pile of crap. I don't appreciate it when I am lumped in that pile of crap. I'm mm-hmm. trying to put – and, and then here's the thing. It's the equivalent of this. If you have a five-star restaurant – Bob, I don't know if you're an eater, but you, you, I'm sure you like Cajun food. You're over in the bayou. You like a good Cajun restaurant, true or false? True. You do not want to open a restaurant and know that you are serving prime Cajun food and someone say, well, Bob's restaurant's no better than – Popeye's chicken. Right. You know so it's I, better because you're I, spending the money to make it better. And that's unfortunately the, the gambit that wrestling promoters now run is if you're not Vince McMahon, you're obviously a shit show. There's no in-between for a casual wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Right. No, and that and, and was you, more, and, more my intent. No, and, and, and you and I have spoken about this, and, 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 and so that folks understand what, what we're talking about here is that after after that post went out, then I saw a couple other subsequent posts, and I actually did a little investigative work because that's what I get paid nine ninety nine to do on the yes. show is do a little investigative work. And I actually watched a match that was on YouTube that came in at six minutes, and the match actually was only two minutes and I think around 30 seconds long. The rest of it was a lot of walking around the ring and, and posing mm-hmm. and crimping. And then I watched mm-hmm. a, an interview quote-unquote, interview. I, I don't know how legitimate the interview was. It was basically like a like a, a recorded YouTube interview of someone that had allegedly yes. sent in questions, so on and so forth. Uh, re- looking at both of those pieces of, of, of filmed evidence, if you will, this particular person, and I sent her a message and said, or I put it on my Facebook, if you want to be involved in pro wrestling, if this is truly your dream, uh, go, please go after your dream, but do it in an environment where people can help you. Because calling yourself a wrestler right now is is not helping anything. Because you're not a wrestler. That what I what I saw was not wrestling. I did not see wrestling. What Dude, I saw in the interview no. was not an interview. No. So, and, and that's what I'm saying is, again, it, it's not just Aria Ambrose. I mean, literally, and I hate to say this, there used to be a Facebook page called Trash Bag Wrestling, and, and, you know, they were kind of poking fun at people for gear or whatever. It's more than just gear. It's an entire mindset. And, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that I, I am the end-all, be-all to professional wrestling. Uh, what I am going to say is that I have learned from Murder One, from Corey Chavis, from Jeff G. Bailey, 
from Dan the Dragon Wilson. I, I have had the, the privilege to pick the brain of Ben Masters, to pick the brain a little bit of Francisco Chiazzo, to pick the brain of Simon Says. I, I have uh, you know, had the, the opportunities to, to share a locker room with, with real vets and to actually interview and communicate with Jake the Snake Roberts, with Mr. Wrestling 2, with Thunderbolt Patterson, with Ole Anderson once time, you know, one time, you know, just, just in general. I, I've, I've been to a TNA show where, where I got to have a conversation with Dusty Rose and do an in-ring segment with Dusty Rose back in early 2004. So I respect these guys. You know, I, I, I respect the guys that came before us. The problem that I have today with the business is you've got so many fucking pieces of shit that don't respect the people that came before them, and so they shit on the entire industry because, and I quote, they think it's fucking fake. And that bothers me. And it bothers me from a professional standpoint and a personal standpoint because, again, these men, Jack Briscoe, Gerald Briscoe, Ole Anderson, Gene Anderson, I can name a million of them. These guys did not bust their ass so Arya Ambrose can wear some Chuck Taylors and call herself a wrestler. Point and they didn't bust their ass so some promoter can use Arya Ambrose because A, he's trying to sack her in, the, in, in bed, or because she's cheap labor. Fair and that's enough. where I have the bigger issue. And then when I try to get a, you know, a sponsor from you know, Aaron's rental, I can't get it because this guy's already burned that bridge. Well, if you're going to burn the bridge for all of us, at least do it, you know, because they screwed you over. I mean, I don't want you to burn a bridge with a sponsor, but that's a different – but you get what I'm saying. Like, I just it's – it's an insult to the, to the profession, and wrestling's the only profession that does this crap sometimes. You would never see a, a guy playing guitar get on stage and not know how to play power chords, at least power chords. Right. Great. Right, and, uh, and uh, I think I think that I think those are fair statements, and and that kind of leads me to to this next part. And, and Laura and I talked about this last week. Moving on from promotions that do this into legitimate promotions and, and guys that are recognized named stars, and I'll throw a couple names out there: Chris Hero, Kevin Steen, Sean Ricker, so on and so forth. It used to be when approached by the WWE to sign these developmental deals that it was almost a lock it was a guarantee now we've seen a couple of guys on the independence team that had solid name recognition solid in-ring skills that signed that contract only to subsequently be released what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on that well i mean my thing is this okay and and again i think there's another misconception because I, i feel like Okay, everybody says, well, you, you can only make a real living in WWE. I think that's a misconception. I think you can make a living at professional wrestling. You just may not be a millionaire. Um, and, and I think that's the misconception because, okay, I don't know if you guys know what, what an average you know, person in, a, in America makes, but I think the average salary is around like 40000 a year. Well, uh-huh. if you divide that up, just give me one second, 40000 a year – Divided by, hold on one second, 40,000 divided by 52, that's an average of $769 a week. Now, again, that's not a lot of money. As a matter of fact, most people I know my age make way less than that, including myself. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, if you, to me, if you can make five to $600 a week doing something that makes you happy, you should go for it. 
Now you're going to have to grind. You're going to have to hustle. You're going to have to think, how can I make money? How can I monetize my brand? And you might have to sit around and, and you know, think of, well, okay, can I sell a sponsorship? Could I sell T-shirts? Could I sell buttons? You know, besides just being booked, how can you make money? And the thing is, and, I, and I'll, I'll preach this on the day I die, Vince McMahon is never going to watch you. Vince McMahon will hear about you before he sees you. So the, the key to, to I think the industry needs to look at as a whole is you need to create a buzz. And you create a buzz by getting people talking about you, whether it's through social media, whether it's through your matches or whatnot. Kevin Steen's a perfect example. I can't sit here and say I'm a fan of Kevin Steen's wrestling. Doesn't mean I hate him. Doesn't mean he like this. This I, I watch wrestling for different reasons. I you know than most people. He's very very good in the ring. He's very crisp. He's solid. He's got a great work ethic. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying when I look at Kevin Steen from a you know WWE standpoint, he's not your typical WWE guy. But they signed him because Vince McMahon obviously does not you know has something for him. And that could be just as simple as keep him away from Gabe Sapolsky or keep him away from Sinclair Broadcasting or keep him away from Dave Marquez or keep him away from Pro Wrestling Guerrilla or keep him away from myself or keep him away from Global Force Wrestling or TNA or whatever. So to me, when they get signed to NXT, yay, congratulations, you got signed to NXT, you're making thirty to 35000 a year, yay, go you, you're living your dream, that's cool. But I think that you could possibly live your dream on the indies if you just found ways to monetize it and maybe didn't, you know – Poor Steen, he lived in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. It's kind of hard for you know shows all over America to book him. But a lot of guys could move to a more central location, Atlanta being one of them, uh, Tampa, Orlando being another one, Philadelphia is a good one, uh, you know, uh, the, the New York area is good, Los Angeles is good, somewhere where you're near an airport. And you could le- legitimately, or Chicago is another great city, Dallas is another one, you could legitimately be close enough to airports and travel hubs where you could possibly work five to six shows a week. Right. And that, I so think again, the, I, I mean, but that's just me. No, and and I, I think I think it's a valid point. I was getting ready to say, you know, uh, I had I had, this was back when Sean had first Sean Ricker had first gotten signed. You know, he had tweeted out, you know, what he actually signed for. He signed a thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollar contract. Yeah, they you don't get paid very much at all. No, and I mean, you know, that I and he didn't delete the tweet. You know, I thought it was kind of odd. You know, most most will not talk about. The money, you know, and I was right. kind of surprised, you know, at the base salary, you know, going in being thirty thousand. I have heard the base. I've heard, yeah, I've heard the base salary is anywhere from five hundred to around six fifty a year. Mm-hmm. So that's the base salary now. And 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 you know, I'll go and tell you right now. My goal with AWE, I don't want to be a millionaire. I'll probably never be a millionaire. My goal is for Vince to buy me out. I want to create enough oh, wow. buzz or make or make the WWE at least enough aware of me that they're like that kid could cause us fucking trouble in Atlanta. And they buy me out. You've got Because I want to see when when when, when 18,000 people go to Phillips Arena two times a year, I would like to hear people chant, you know, we want wrestling or Atlanta wrestling or you know, some some variation of something that we create. So Vince knows they're not talking about your product. They're talking about my product. You know, you go back to the 95 King of the Ring when Mabel was winning and the crowd's chanting ECW, ECW. You know, that's, that's what I want. Buy me out. You know, t- give me enough money and say, don't do this again, please. 
Because I don't really want to work for the guy, but I don't mind if the guy gives me $100,000 to go away. But you uh, you are getting ready to do this again. You guys have got a show coming up, don't you? September 20th. We are uh, going to Saturday nights, Canton, Georgia. That's uh, right up 575. Uh, you can find it on Google Maps, of course. And uh, we got a pretty big show, actually. Uh, Jimmy Ray faces uh, Mike Cruz for the very first time. If you've never seen Mike Cruz, I suggest uh, there's a match of him from Evolve facing Chuck Taylor that's uh, very entertaining. And you can check out some stuff from Vintage Wrestling Florida. Guy's going to be a stud. If, if you've never seen him, he's already a stud in Florida. He's already a stud in a lot of these other shows in the Southeast. But uh, he, he's about to be one of those guys where, you know, if, if he was on the FIP or the Evolve shows, people was, would, be, would be talking about him constantly. Uh, I would say that, you know, pound for pound, he's one of the best in business. And Jimmy Ray is fantastic. You have also launched the website, am I correct? Yes, AtlantaWrestlingEntertainment.com is now live. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It is not 100% full of content yet, but it is live. So you can go and you can look at it. You can see some of the, the roster page. You can look at some of our events. We are writing some breaking news. And the TV shows that will be put on the Internet are coming. Uh, we are uh, in the work of that. And they have, uh, we filmed the last event. And my video team of Taylor Vision Media is putting that together as we speak. And hopefully I'll have a show up in the next few days. The... Twitter account for Atlanta Wrestling Entertainment is at ATL Wrestling ENT. We are also on Vine. I think this, it's the same Vine thing. I'm, I'm stepping my Vine game up a little bit. I work in social media, so I'm trying to step my game up in other platforms that I'm not used to yet. I uh, don't have a Pinterest page yet for you there, lovely Laura. I know the ladies love, they'll love the Pinterest. Uh, we got the Instagram going. It's the same Snapchat, thing at Atlanta yeah, Wrestling ENT. Yeah. Well, I'm a Snapchatter, but that's more of a personal. Like I love Snapchat, more of a personal thing. Uh, I'm trying to find a way to make Snapchat work for business. Okay. I'm trying to find a way. That's what I do in marketing. I try to find a way to make you not want to use a platform. Uh, luckily for us, independent wrestling found a way to make us not want to use Facebook. It's not the ALS challenge. It's all these really crappy posts that people do that make no sense, tell no stories, and it's just, oh, come to my show, here's my poster. Uh, your poster looks like a five-year-old just freaking did it on freaking window paint. Or Mar- <laughs> you remember Mario paint? That's what some of these posters look like. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Atlanta and of course, Wrestling you can always inter- find me Yes. Uh, at, at Josh Von Wheeler on Twitter, Joshua Von Wheeler on everything else. We'll put uh, we'll put all those links up on our website tonight, and give us the date of that event one more time and the location, please, Josh. September twentieth is at the old Buffington Gym in Canton, Georgia, and I will go ahead and let you know that we uh, have a second match confirmed, and that match will be former. Okay, I just I, I just fucked you up there. Former NWA World Tag Team Champion Soul Assassin Corey Chavis makes his return to NW, I mean, AWE, I keep saying NWA because he's a former NWA tag champion, but anyway, he'll be making his return to the AWE, uh, and he'll be facing a young kid out of the WA4 training school, D-A-T-L-E-N. This kid is going to be special. I'm just going to let you guys know this right now. I'm very high on the the D-A-T-L-E-N, and I got an eye for talent like 
uh, nobody else in the business. I can go ahead and tell you right now that uh, I helped uh, scout and find guys like Kyle Matthews. I helped scout and find guys like Caleb Conley, Bobby Moore. You, yeah, I mean, you guys have heard the story a million times. So when it comes to talent, I, I have an eye for it. And, of course, you know, my, my – uh, cohorts in crime, Jimmy Raven, Murder One, are two of the greatest wrestling trainers in the business today. So you know if they come through AWE, they're gonna, you know, they must be good, and they're gonna get a lot better once Jimmy and Murder One get a hold of them. Josh, I want to thank you for coming on the show and just sitting around and talking a little bit with us. Uh, yeah, this is weird, you- man. I'm just used to just coming in, giving you a seven minute soliloquy, and getting the fuck out. This is a actually being the uh, you know the, the curtain jerker for the uh, for the show, and not just the run in before the national anthem. It wasn't that it wasn't that painful, was it? I mean, no, we, we, I loved it. I mean, you know, I I came out here, you know, like oh, you know, ready to go. I was like, man, I got so many. I'm gonna piss the entire world off tonight. Shit, I get to piss anybody off. You guys didn't let me burn any bridges. You didn't let me shoot anybody. I guess I said a few things that were offensive. Oh, and by the way, uh, Aria Ambrose is back on Facebook. She's now known as Pantera Young, and uh, I just want to say, hey, Aria Ambrose, get the fuck out of the business. Thank you very much, Josh, for your time tonight. You're you're, you're welcome for my time, guys. <laughs> All right, Stop. Mr. Wheeler. Have a good evening, sir. Stop. Thanks. Stop. All right. We need to record a bomb. I can't do uh, Yeah, Josh. He's gone. There he goes. Well, you know, Laura, well, we're having a hard time with with, with – We've, our audio guy Jeff is overwhelmed right now. He's currently in in his own studio working on bumps for us. I can't add any more to him right now. So okay, I'll try to get I'll, I'll try to get Tito. I'll try to get Tito. I, I remind me. You have to remind me. God, why are you riding my butt tonight? Somebody's got it. Oh Lord. Um. But before we have uh, Tito on, I would like to tell everybody what I did last night. Okay. I went to High Spots and with my good friend Crystal, who is training to be a wrestler, and actually uh, watched George South train people. Mm-hmm. It, it was a little surreal for me because this is a man that I grew up watching on Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling and on... Uh, Superstation TBS when it was still the NWA, but the program was called World Championship Wrestling. So I saw George South wrestle uh, Ric Flair. I saw George South wrestle the Rock and Roll Express. So this was a little, I guess I told George this today on Facebook, a little surreal for me. And he was so patient and, you know, just so, it was just unreal how he was mm-hmm. with all the students and, you know, very, you know, supportive that, you know, he would tell you when he did good, he would tell you when, you know, you did wrong, but not in a mean way or anything. He was just really, he was really good. And um, right. previous guest, Tessa Blanchard, was there. And, um, you know, I know we've said it before, but, you know, Tessa's going to be a star. There's just no right. doubt about it. She's She's got it. She is a great heel. She came up to me at the PWX show and just, I'd made her a sign and Tommy had given it to her and she just, I, she had me scared, Bob. She really did. She was just like, she had you scared. Rrr, 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 rrr. Yeah, I mean, it was real. Because she just came up out of nowhere. She was like, hey, don't you ever. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, 
holy shit. <laughs> I mean, I believe it. <laughs> well, you know, we had, we had spoken to her a little bit about his training technique, and she had actually put up a, a couple of videos and, you know, of him, and very soft-spoken, uh, very uh, to the point about what he wanted to see and what he didn't want to see, but not in, not in a way that was uh, demoralizing or demeaning. You know, always full of praise when, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I was, and I remember asking her about that, you know, about how she adapted to his technique of, uh, of training. And, uh, you know, it, 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 can't be, it can't be wrong, folks, because uh, if you go back and listen to some of our previous episodes with Tessa and with Cedric and with Caleb and so many others who have had the opportunity and the privilege of going through and working at high spots, they will be the first to tell you, and credit George South with some, you know, with, with a majority of their success because of the way that he trains people. I mean, you know, that that that's that's the whole thing, you know. So. And I was just, you know, I was I was, you know, it was a wrestling fan's dream because I am at high spots to begin with, and I'm just like looking around at all the stuff, and I'm just like, oh my god, and I'm trying mm-hmm. not to be like this fan, this fan girl because. You know, there's Caleb standing mm-hmm. there. You know, I'm trying not to like wig out or anything, but um, got to talk to him for a little bit. Always good to see my BFF, and um, you know, just to see what it what it takes to be a professional wrestler. And I know we've said this before; it's not easy, folks. And it's it's not that shit hurts. I mean, and like you know, Josh was talking about. You know, people think it's fake. Mm-hmm. You land wrong, you're, you're done. Did you get in there and bump? No, I am a fan. I have. Not, first of all, I'm too old. Second of all, I just don't have any interest whatsoever in becoming a professional wrestler. I'm happy being a fan, being a podcaster, you know, tastemaker. You know, whatever you want to call us, I'm just happy doing you should, what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. You should have got in there and let Tessa give you a bulldog. <laughs> At any rate. Um. Yeah. No. <laughs> Folks, we're uh, we're just waiting on uh, Mr. Escondido to give us a call. Our studio number is two one three eight one six one six zero five. Why don't you go on and uh, run down the other? three events that we have while we wait for Tito to call us. Yes, and um, did want to mention, we want to um, uh, congratulate, um, oh gosh, Wolfie D on the birth of his child mm-hmm. um, here this I'll past right weekend. Uh, sure, right and back. we'd just like to, totally cute, totally cute little little girl, we'd just like to say, you know, congratulations and, and glad that you're home for that. Uh, CZW presents Heat, Saturday, August 23rd at 7.30 bell time, the Flyer Skate Zone in Voorhees, New Jersey, scheduled to appear Drew Gulak. Sorry, George calls Gulak. Gulak puts the Gulak on. Drew Gulak. Shane Strickland, Greek god Papadon, which I saw at FanFest um, on iPay-Per-View. Uh, Danny Havoc, Biff Music, and more. There's more info at W. CZWrestling.com, CWF Mid-Atlantic presents the Weaver Cup Final, Saturday, August 23rd, 7.30 bell time at the Mid-Atlantic Sportatorium in Gibsonville, North Carolina. The Final Four battle it out for the Weaver Cup. 
Eric Royal, Corey Edsel, Marcellus King, just saw him in PWX, took Cedric, um, Cedric beating, but, you know, Marcellus was in there, hung tough, gave Cedric all he wanted, and Brad Attitude, all the other stars of CWF Mid-Atlantic will be there as well. You can check them out at WWF 4 cwf ugh, cwf247.com. Also, yeah, NWA Bayou. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Go on. Um, NWA Bayou Independent Pro presents Heart of the Champion. Uh, Friday, August 22nd, the West Monroe Convention Center. You're going to this, right? I will be at that event. That is correct. At West Monroe, in West Monroe, Louisiana, home of uh, our own little bunkhouse, Bob, and all the uh, Robertsons from Doug Dynasty. Doug Dynasty. Uh, 7.30 bell time. Scheduled to appear, Andy Dalton, Charlie Haas. That would be good. Um, Steve Anthony, Lance Hoyt, Wardell Walker, and many more. Right there it says, I didn't read ahead, Bunkhouse Bob will be at this event. You can find more on Facebook. You can search NWA Bayou Independent. Yep, so, if, uh, folks, if you're in the uh, Mississippi area, Arkansas area, and you're going to come out to NWA on Friday night, I will be there. Probably in the front row. Knowing my my son, we will arrive two hours early and stand in line, so like we did the last time. Folks, uh, really great to have on the show uh, championship wrestling from Hollywood Star, member of the Vermin, uh, also involved with Santino Brothers Wrestling. It's uh, it's really cool, and it's a great honor for us to have uh, Tito Escondido on the show. Tito, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Yeah, man, no problem. How are you doing to tonight? Do these, uh, to do these shows. I'm doing great. Full of energy. Good. Ready to rock and roll this uh, this weekend. i got three big shows, so ready to tear it up. Very cool, very cool. I know that I know that you're a busy guy, and I know there's a time difference. Uh, we certainly appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to be with us tonight. So th- thank you very much. Yeah, no problem, man. I love doing this stuff. Cool. On the... Uh, on the other end with us is the other co-host, Laura. You want to say hello to, to Tito, Laura? Hey, Tito. What's up? Hey, Laura. Some some sexy girl. How's it going? <laughs> they don't call me lovely for nothing. Uh, it's going pretty oh, good. Wow. <laughs> well, my day just brightened up a lot. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. See, and I get the co-host with. I get the co-host with you. I already know all this. I know all this. You're not telling me nothing I don't know. <laughs> Tito, uh, tell us what it takes to be a member of the most dominant faction in championship wrestling from Hollywood right now. What does it take to be in Vermin? Oh man, it's definitely an attitude. Of, you know, we don't give a shit about the establishment. We don't care about the fans. We don't even care about the boys in the locker room. We're about vermin first, and we're willing to do what it takes to help out other vermin members. Um, if that's, you know, m- maybe uh, doing some dirty tactics. I guess, I guess the squares would say cheating, but we don't look at it that way. Um, and just to help each other out, um, it's always good to have guys like Rockness Monsters and, and, and uh, Ryan Taylor have your back. Absolutely, absolutely. Big fans of theirs. We've had Johnny Yuma's been on the show before, and I personally, and I'm, I'm a fan of yours, and I'm a fan of Ryan Taylor's. I think Ryan Taylor is probably one of the most underrated wrestlers 
out there right now. So uh, I'm a vermin guy. I'm behind yeah. you all the way by any means necessary. So um, whose idea was it uh, for this group formation? Was, that, was this something that was presented to you guys, or how did this all come about? You know, uh, I used to be a tag champ over there at CWF Hollywood, and uh, I lost the belt, and I just disappeared, man. I got tired of being there. I felt unappreciated. And uh, Johnny Yuma came to me, and he said, you know, he, he felt the same way, and he was looking uh, to get a few guys together so we could uh, almost punish uh, Dave Marquez in the office over there and let them know how we felt and just get a dominant alliance like we have and just go out there and just basically wreck Dave's life. And you guys have had a pretty good track record of doing that right now. Oh, yeah. Dave hates our guts, man. It's great. And I love it. There's nothing more (laughs) than I love than pissing Dave Marquez off. I hope he's listening right now. Hey, hey, uh, Grandpa Dave over there at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, how you doing? Are we up? Are we upsetting you? I can't wait to see you Sunday. Very cool. Very cool. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to talk to you about this because it, it's been something that's been on my mind. I've been. I've been watching uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood for well over a year now, probably going on two years. I get it on Mav TV, uh, on Direct TV where I live at. Comes on at a weird hour, but I DVR it, and, and, and I watch it, and and I go back to. Uh, and we'll talk about this in a little bit too, Percy Pringle and, and, and Sean Ricker and, and so on and so forth. And the recent release of Sean Ricker got people talking about nothing being guaranteed and signing a, a developmental deal with the WWE. I was just curious, what are your thoughts on their recent signings like of Kevin Steen and, and their recent releases of guys like Sean Ricker or Chris Hero? Well, it definitely looks like they're going more towards indie stars right now with all the recent uh, signings, Kevin Steen, uh, a lot of uh, the Dragon's Gate guys, a lot of ROH guys. So I think I think that's good, especially when you're, you've established yourself and you made a brand for yourself without you know any uh, big backing. If you could do that on your own, I think with the WWE backing you, uh, you could definitely be uh, a big star for them. And then as far as, uh, huh? Go ahead. I'm sorry. And then as far as Rickard signing, uh, uh, releasing, I, that was a big shock to me, man. Um, dude got what it takes. Dude can wrestle. Dude has a great body. And uh, he's great on the mic. So that's that's a triple threat right there. And that's basically what I think they're looking for. So I was totally taken back by that. I was getting ready to say, I know that we had – we had Stu Stone and Allie Parker on a few weeks back, and, uh, you know, that's one of the things that Stu had talked about was is that he had spoken to Sean, and Sean felt like everything was going fine and that they were actually talking about moving him up to the main roster and moving forward with a, with a character, with a gimmick, and that he was expecting a push, and then, you know, no, no pun intended, the, you know, the rug or the carpet pulled right out from underneath of him. And, and my whole thought process on it was is having watched Sean, not in this year's, but the year previous prior, watching the red carpet rumble, him and Willie Mack, uh, you know, I, I, was, I was surprised. 
Yeah, man, I, I thought he was going to be a main roster guy uh, as soon as possible. Just by his promos alone, you could cut a promo. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Don't be surprised if he shows up in Hollywood again. And if he does, uh, he better keep his mouth shut because Roman will have something for him. That's right. This isn't the Sean Ricker show, folks, just to let you know. We just thought we'd throw that out there. I mean, we are talking with Tito Escondido, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Star. Studio numbers 213-816-1605. Laura, I know you had some questions for Tito. I sure do. I'd like to know, how did you start your wrestling career? Oh, man, I was about 15 years old, and uh, it was a friend of a friend had mentioned something about him going to, uh, to train to be a professional wrestler, and me being the nerdy dork that I was at the time, this was before I was a bad dude, um, I said, hell, man, is it cool if I come along? Is it cool if I tag along? I really want to check this out. And at 15 years old, I got in the ring. I started bumping. I started rolling. And then uh, kind of just started training from there. From there. Well, uh, who did you train with? Uh, there was a place. It was called uh, the UIWA West Coast Dojo. And uh, it was a guy who ran it named Johnny Hemp. And then our trainers were Johnny Hemp, um, Cincinnati Red, who worked for the WWE in the 90s. And then uh, Samoa Joe was there, too, at the time. Oh, wow. That's um, that's pretty dang impressive. Um, yeah, I was, I was 15 years old getting beat up by a grown man in Samoa Joe, and I used to come home with my, my chest just chopped up, just badly beaten and stretched out, and I just kept going back for more. Yeah, Joe's going to kill you, right? Yep, and he definitely killed me many times. <laughs> well, you know, and and talking about, um, you know, I, I guess Samoa Joe was a, uh, definitely a, not necessarily an inspiration, but someone that, you know, helped you along the way of your career. You know, we asked Stu uh, Stone and Johnny Huma when they were on, we asked them about Percy Pringle's involvement with Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Were you able to spend any time with him? And if you did, what did you learn from him? Uh, no, I didn't really get to spend too much time with him, you know, besides, you know, hey, how's it going? I mean, he was shaking the hands. But I just watching him, watching him do his promos, his promos were fantastic. If you, if you couldn't learn something from him in his promos, uh, something's wrong with you. You know, I try to take something away from every uh, buddy I meet, whether it's, you know, someone I wrestle or just watching someone in the back with their promos or asking questions. And he was definitely someone I learned uh, promos from just watching him. Yes, because nobody could cut a promo quite like uh, Percy did even before he was Paul Bearer. He did some great stuff in world class when he was Rick Rude's manager. So yeah, totally. Nobody, nobody's better on the mic than Percy was. Um, oh yeah, he could work a crowd on the mic for sure. Oh yeah, and you know, especially with Paul Bear with that little shrill voice that just you know, <laughs> I was, I was, I was lit. You know, I was kid when you know that when the Undertaker. Oh, I was you know not a little kid, but I was a kid, and you know. You see that come out, and that terrifies you because, you know, kayfabe hadn't been broken yet back then, and 
there, there's this guy who looks like death warmed over, literally, and he's got this guy that's with him who actually looks like death. So, yeah, I mean, scary stuff. Um, you know, I'd like to know what your thoughts would be on a match between Los Bandidos and the world's cutest tag team for the PWG tag team titles. Oh, wow. You know, uh, I've wrestled Joey Ryan a few times, and uh, I was scheduled to wrestle him and uh, again, and he backed out. I could only uh, imagine it was because he was afraid for his life, and he always says he has a movie star good looks, and if he steps into the ring with me again, he's not going to be able to say that because uh, I'm going to smash his face. He's going to walk out of there with, uh, with uh, swollen eyes and, and missing some teeth, and if he thinks Candice LeRae is going to back him up with me and Rico, because Rico's a bad dude. He's 240 pounds, and he's pissed off all the time. I try, He wakes up now. I said, dude, you just woke up, bro. What is there to be mad about? He's just an angry, angry dude. So if they were to get into the ring with us, uh, that would be a bad idea. That would just be more gold for us to collect. Well, shoot, yeah, I mean, and, you know, those are pretty prestigious tag titles. I mean, Young Bucks just dropped them, and, you know, that certainly would be a feather in y'all's cap. And speaking of the Young Bucks, what does this upcoming match with them mean for Los Bandidos? Oh, we just wrestled them uh, two weeks ago in Hammett, and, uh, we wiped the floors with them, man. We're, we're too big. We're too bad. We're too mean. And don't, don't, they're the best in the world. I'll give them that. But we're the most dominant, meanest, bad dudes they are. And we could take so much punishment and dish it out that people can't hang with us. They can't hang and bang is what it comes down to. We hit too hard and we're too damn mean. Too hard and too damn mean. I, I think that should be like y'all's new mantra. That that sounds good to me. Would you would you buy like a t-shirt? Shirt, material. Beatles? Yeah. What do you think? I'd buy a t-shirt shirt? that said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Too hard and too damn mean. Exactly. I mean, I they don't call us they don't call us bad dudes for nothing. That's on the shoot right there. Exactly. And, and, I mean, Los Banditos does not mean your friends in Spanish. No, definitely not. We're bandits. We take what we want when we want. Exactly. No one's one's safe around us. Just keep your head on a swivel because you might just get sucker punched. Word. Listen to that, Bob. That's the truth right there. Wait, now you're going to sucker punch me? Come on, Laura. (laughs) <laughs> it's all it's all about um, the violence, Tito. With her, it's all about the violence. It sounds like she sounds like she wants us to sucker punch you. Exactly. There's no finesse involved with her. It's all this violence. <laughs> if you only knew. You know, if, yeah. If you only knew, Tito. Um, you know, I I always ask this of our West Coast guests: When are we going to see you on the East Coast? Uh, as soon as uh, some promoters fly me out, show me some money, I'll be out there in a heartbeat. It's, it's not up to me. I, I'm willing to go wherever the money is to whoop some ass. It does not matter to me. I am a prize fighter. Give me a prize to fight for, and I will be there. 
you, are you listening out there, um, uh, PWX and um, Evolve and FIP? Are you listening to this? This man wants to come. You just got to pay him. I am the baddest dude in professional wrestling, and I'm willing to back that up and go wherever the money is because I fear no man. Men should fear me. Women want to be with me. And the bottom line is I'm not scared of anybody, and I'll show up to your front doorstep and take what I want. If you have a belt, then I'll just take that too. Well, I like a man that tells it like it is. You can't... um... You, yeah, you can't argue with that. I do want to ask you a question. Your Twitter bio says that you once knocked out Donkey Kong with one single punch. What's the story behind that? Uh, that's actually a true story. I did knock out Donkey Kong with one punch. Uh, there's a promotion in Oakland uh, called Hood Slam. They probably one of my favorite promotions mm-hmm. to work for. They draw about a thousand people a show, and uh, I was in a battle royal that happened to have a uh, a few Street Fighters characters, uh, Donkey Kong, Mario, um, just a plethora of video game characters. And I was there. I saw my chance. I laid, uh, I laid hands on Donkey Kong and knocked him out with one punch. It was actually a superstar punch. <laughs> Brittany Wonder told us about the uh, Hood Slam shows when we had her on the show uh, a couple weeks ago. And it sounds like a blast to see, and I would really like to make it out there one time to see that, but not, I mean, how many people can say they've knocked Donkey Kong out? Just one, and he's the baddest (laughs) dude on the planet, and you're talking to him right now. Very cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Tito, uh, what is it about Santino Brothers that just makes it look like it's the coolest place in the world to see a match? Oh, man, maybe, like, uh, the intimate vibe there. You know, we only get – we could only fit, maybe fit, like, 60 people in the dojo. But right. you're going to – those 60 people are in for, you know, the night of their lives, especially if they're wrestling fans. Because just because we fit 60 people in there doesn't mean we're going to phone anything in. Everyone's there to steal the show and and wrestle with their hearts. That's all we do there at Santino's. That's our heart. We go there to train. We go there to wrestle. We go there to improve in this business, and we go we go there to to make a name for ourselves. Santino um, Brothers, no joke, man. We put out the best talent in Southern California. Um, if you want to become a professional wrestler, that in any live in Southern California, that's that's the place to go. No doubt. But that was- Right. That that was kind of like this led me right into your next question because I watched I watched some tape on you, and a lot of the tape that I saw was at Santino Brothers. Other than what I've watched on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, how long have you been involved with them, and 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 what was your involvement? Uh, do you help train there, or do you just go there to do like what you said to to perfect your craft? How do you? What's your involvement with them? Um, well, I got involved with them about uh, summer of 2010. I had taken a, a few years off of the, the business, and I, and I wanted to come back. So uh, I found out about Santino Brothers. I saw that who their trainers were, Robin Phoenix, uh, uh, Chaos, um, Mongol, Santino, and, and they were offering the best classes, and they were there to challenge you, to make you a, a better uh, wrestler. So 
So I always want to wrestle the best. I want to train with the best. That's how you get better in this business. That's how you, you know, you need to pick people's minds and they have the mind for the business. So, you know, I was training there probably three or four nights a week. Um, I've cut down on my training now just because I have so many bookings, but I definitely go there. I'll be there. I'll be there Friday night. I'm there every other Friday, and whenever I feel like uh, working on my craft, that's that's where I go. Okay. Now, there, like there I are said, there are no sissies at Santino Brothers. I'll tell you that. You go there to train. Be ready for a fight. Okay. Very. That, that's fair enough. Um, I watch tape on you versus. Tyler Bateman, uh, Little Cholo, and Pinky. The thing that stands out to me is how well-rounded of a wrestler you are. You, you can brawl, uh, you can shoot submission, you, you trade counters like it's nobody's business. How do you feel you match up, or who do you feel that you match up well with that you haven't had an opportunity to wrestle? Who do you have your eye on uh, that, that, that you're impressed with that you'd like to, like to have a go with? You know, I, I'm always impressed with the bigger wrestlers that are very athletic and agile. Uh, I feel like I'm one of them. I, I'm six foot one, two hundred and thirty-five pounds. I could I could hit four four fifty slashes. Uh, you know, no handed hurricane runners. So, you know, guys like that I love to wrestle. Guys like Willie Mack, Uha uh, Nation. Um, even Kevin Steen, some of the Japanese guys are really amazing with how big they are and how agile they are. So it, it, I'm willing to go wherever the match takes me, too. If, if I need to be a high flyer that night, I will. If I have to be technical uh, submission fighter, I will. If you just want to uh, stand and brawl and, and playing and bang, I do that with the best of them. There's no one that's going to outstrike me. I could take more punishment than probably any man in this business, so if you want to stand and trade punches, then that's going to be a bad night for you. Every time we get a West Coast wrestler on the show, I feel obligated to ask this because of the different responses that we get. Do you feel West Coast wrestling gets overlooked or doesn't get the respect it deserves? Oh, definitely, man. Um, There's probably only one out here that people on the West Coast watch, and that's probably PWG, and uh, they don't really even use that many SoCal guys anymore. Uh, it just gets overlooked, I think, because some of the bigger indie feds are on the East Coast. So, and I think there's, there may even be more hardcore fans on the East Coast. It's, it's hard to fill a house here in SoCal. I don't know why that is. Don't ask me why. But definitely gets overlooked. We have some great talent here in SoCal. Um, a lot of them wrestle for Santino Brothers. Uh, I wrestle for Alternative Wrestling Show. They throw out big cards all the time. Those shows are always fantastic. Um, but if they flew, if the East Coast were to fly out some West Coast guys, some of the top West Coast guys, uh, those people's jaws would be dropped. The fans' jaws would be dropped. That's for sure. Because we're very talented over here on this side. No, and and there, and there's no denying that. You know, like I said, I had started watching Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and then started following a little bit of PWG. And, and like you said, their shows have been scaled back a little bit, but the shows that they do are big shows, and they bring in names. Uh, just recently, gotten turned on to uh, West Coast Wrestling Connection, 
so I know a little bit mm-hmm. about them. Um, do us a favor. Take us through like a a, a typical day, uh, like on a, on a Sunday. You guys go in. How, how much TV do you tape uh, for 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 championship wrestling from Hollywood when you do a Sunday run? All right. So Sundays typically uh, wake up, breakfast. Then I need to be out the door by 11 or 12 because it does take a while. It's it's pretty far from me. It's about an hour and a half drive. They want to start at 11.30, but if you're a superstar like me, you show up when you want. I I typically show up around 2 o'clock just Mm because no one's going to tell me not to, you know? No one's going to tell me to be on time if I don't want to be. So I show up typically 2 o'clock, and we do um, about two TV shows on a Sunday. So shows are roughly about three or four hours. Um, I find out who I'm wrestling. Uh, you know, I put a freaking X through his name because he's not going to have a good night. And go in there, kick some ass. Um, I'm usually home by 9, 8, 9 o'clock. Depends. Okay. Who in, who in championship wrestling... Uh, has impressed you just by whether it be by in-ring skill or just sheer determination to to, to step up their game? Um, probably Chase Cabrera from Revolution. Uh, he's my tag partner out in Vegas, and the dude is a beast. 6'1", 245, is a monster. If you look at him, his shoulders are huge. His chest is just a giant barrel of a man. Dude is strong and agile. Uh, he's constantly getting better, and he's probably only been in the business for three years. And mm-hmm. the dude is a stud. I, I would keep an eye out, out on him because he's going to do some big things in this business. What's it? Uh, what's it like behind the curtain being around Stu Stone? I like Stu. Stu's freaking hilarious, man. <laughs> the dude is <laughs> constantly making me laugh. Uh, I work with him a little bit out in Vegas, too, so he's, he's a funny guy. He's always in a good mood. He does a great impression, impersonation of uh, Dave Marquez. Uh, he's very talented. His Bill Cosby uh, is, is spot on. <laughs> you should see him running around backstage, man. It's hilarious. i got to tell him to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I I wanted to get your thoughts on one of the stars that's out there that caught my eye for the obvious reason because of of his size, and that's Othello. True. That's a big boy, man. (laughs) Uh, You're not kidding. (laughs) Dude, seven foot tall, probably like, I don't know, over 300 pounds of muscle. Dude's a giant. Uh, I He's probably the one dude I'd go into that ring and be like, damn, maybe maybe I might you know, take a second thought about having to fight this guy. But then again, I do have Vermin. They do have my back, so I would have some tactics for him. But dude's a monster. I definitely want him on my side if I'm going through a dark alley. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. He's uh, he's a beast, folks. If you don't know some of the names that we're throwing out at you, 
Tito Escondido, Vermin, Stu Stone, Othello. You need to be watching Championship Wrestling from Hollywood on MAV TV. A lot of people feel that Championship Wrestling from Hollywood is starting to garner uh, a following. You've been on TV for a while now. There's some guys out there that are starting to make some buzz, starting to make some noise. What's the general overall feeling of the product that you guys are putting out in the locker room? You know, I think we're at the verge of doing something special. Um, everyone out there is busting their ass and doing their best, and I feel like we're right at the cliff, and I'm expecting big things within the next year or two. Even next year, I expect some big things to happen for us. Uh, things are picking up down there. Uh, people are starting to notice. We're, we're syndicated all over the U.S. and uh, other countries, so... I expect big things, especially in uh, 2015. I know that this sounds like a generic BS question, but you know I'm going to ask it anyway. What do you want to get out of wrestling, Tito? Or what have you gotten out of wrestling? Where do you want to go? Oh man, that's the most generic BS question I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I'm uh, just busting your balls. Uh, you know, Matt, I, this is definitely my passion. I've been wanting to do this since I was a little kid, basically. And what I want to make, I want to make this my livelihood. I want to make this uh, my full-time job where all I do is wrestling 24-7. And, you know, I feel like I'm on the brink of making that happen. Um, I'm just going to step my game up even further and try to push, uh, you know, my dreams in life. Very cool. What events are you going to be coming up at, Tito? so that folks, uh, if they're in the area, can see you, or what, where are you going to be at? Let's see. Uh, Friday I'm at Santino's. I'll be wrestling Famous B. Uh, it was supposed to be for a submissions title, but he, he lost it like the jobber he is, so I was going to whoop his ass and take that title, but he just lost it. So now Ooh. I just have to settle for whooping his ass, which is fine with me. That's fine. Um Saturday, I'll be at an alternative wrestling show, AWS in Southgate, where me and my tag team partner, Rico Dynamite, will defend our AWS tag team titles against the Reno Scum. So mm-hmm. fans are in for a treat on that one. Uh, Sunday, I will be at Championship Wrestling for Hollywood. I don't know what I'm doing. I know I'm whooping someone's ass, that's for sure. Um, who's ass doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me, whoever's, uh, you know, unlucky that day. Um, and then the 30th, I'll be in Tijuana, Mexico, uh, with my tag team partner, Rico Dynamite, and we're we're going for some gold there, too. Very cool. Now, I know that social media is uh, is a big thing right now, and I know that you have a Twitter account because we've been obviously promoting your appearance. Do you have a Facebook page? Yeah, uh, my Twitter handle is BDFatTito. Uh, Facebook, you can find me, Tito Escondido, very easily. Like my, my pages, add me as a friend. And also Instagram. I love Instagram. Follow me on Instagram. I need to get my followers up. It's Bad Dude Tito on Instagram. Bad Dude Tito. I'll do that okay. right now. Uh, yeah, I'm getting ready no. to do that right now. Oh, you're so sweet. I love that accent of yours. <laughs> Thank you. 
sound like like one of those Georgia peaches. <laughs> That's right. I'm just a little north of Georgia, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> there you go. Last thing that uh, last thing we'd, we'd ask of you, Tito, if you wouldn't mind, is we'd we'd like for you to record a bump for us, just a a little uh, little segue, uh, something like this is Tito Escondido, and you're listening to live from the Armory Wrestling Show. It'd be great if you can go whenever yeah. you want. All right, it's the TITO, the baddest dude you know, and you're listening to live from the Armory. That works from us. That works. Awesome. Tito, thank you very much for being on the show tonight. It was a it was a great pleasure having you on. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, man, no problem. Anytime. All right, boss. You and take you're care. welcome Have a good back night. anytime you want to. Absolutely. Yeah, just let me know. Just let okay, me know. Boss. All right, Tito. Thank you. All right, take care. Bye. Thanks. All right. Bye. Have a good night. You too. All right, and there goes Tito. What a cool dude. Very cool, and he thinks I sounded sexy, so he's got extra rounding points in my book. Oh, brother, I'm not going to hear the end of this one, am I? <laughs> no, because he is, he's fine himself. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, if uh, if you're not familiar with Tito Escondido's work, um, and we'll we'll put his uh we'll put his links up on our webpage tonight. Uh but if you're not familiar with Tito's work, I highly recommend you check out Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. It is on Mav T V. Oh yeah. You'll have to check your local listings. Uh it, it airs different times uh throughout the country. But uh there's some great work going on out there. Uh, I can't stress enough, you know, with Matt Stryker being there and and a few others and some things that they've got into place and in Tito's own words. You know, I, I've been singing their praises for almost a year now, and I'm telling you there are some guys out there that are just absolutely fabulous to, to watch wrestle. So if you get the opportunity, uh, please check out Championship Wrestling from Hollywood and, and check out Tito Escondido and the members of Vermin. Uh, one of the guys, as a matter of fact, I've, I've got one that's DVR'd now, and I just got done watching one uh, couple of days ago, uh, there's a guy out there, Ryan Taylor, who I'm really big on right yeah. now. So he's, uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, keep, keep an eye on Ryan Taylor. Keep an eye on Tito, too. So very cool to have them on. Very cool to have him on. Certainly appreciate his time. Um, we just have a lot of great people, I think, on. And I, I think it's so funny that we... Uh, we don't know a lot of times what's going to, you know, what, well, I don't guess we know any times when we get people on, you know, exactly what's going to transpire, but it always seems like magic is made every time we have guests on, don't you think? Absolutely. You know, and, and, and we've had some fans that have asked us, you know, what's the criteria for somebody to be on the show? And it's like, well, I don't know. I didn't know that this was a college course. I didn't know that we had a criteria. Um, you know, the, the, the thing about what Laura and I discuss when we bring guests on, and folks, you can always tweet us or you can put on our Facebook page uh, suggestions for people uh, that we would, you know, that you would like to hear on the show. A lot of times, you know, and we'll always get this, and, and I'll explain it to you in, in simple terms so that you understand. You know, say, why don't you get John Cena on the show? 
Yeah. Folks, well, we're, not, we're not ever going to get yeah. John Cena on the show. Because, first of all, that, that's not the type of program we, want, we run. Second of all, in order to get certain stars on, we would have to go through media, media relations. We have to fill out a form. We have to submit all the questions in writing and triplicate. You know, and then most of the time they will only do interviews uh, if they're in the particular area that it's going to be broadcast in. And guess what, folks? We don't just broadcast in the United States. We broadcast no, no, no. in Canada. We broadcast in Mexico. We broadcast in Europe. We broadcast in the U.K. We broadcast in Australia, which reminds me that I need to tell you, for our Australian listeners, for our U.K. listeners, and for our E.U. listeners, you can go to www.fnxnetwork, that's fnxnetwork.com, and you can see our link for the show there, and you can hear our episodes there now. So we are global, and we'd like to thank FNX Network for their partnership. So that's uh, getting back to Absolutely. But getting back to the criteria, um, a lot of times it's just folks that we watch, folks that we've known, folks that we've met at shows, uh, that we paid money to see, we would pay money to see. Right. And, you know, we send out a message, and, you know, that's usually how it goes. You know, a lot of the people that we speak with are very approachable. So, you know, if you're respectful, nine times out of ten, folks are approachable. So if you want to know what the criteria is, that's the criteria, I guess. Yeah, I had someone come up to me at PWX and want to be – I had two people to come up to Mm -hmm. me and want to be on the show. And Mm -hmm. I don't wear anything that says live from the armory. I don't wear – that. of course, you know our T-shirt plate, y'all. I don't have a T-shirt that says live from the armory. They just know that's, you know, who I am. And, 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 you know, I'll talk to anybody if you come up to me at a show and want to be on the show or if you want to send me a Facebook message or you want to tweet me, you know, I'll put you on the show. If you're involved in independent wrestling, we've had photographers, referees, promoters. Uh, we're getting ready to have someone from High Spots on. Um, if you're just involved in the world of independent wrestling, give us a holler. We'll have you on, you know. You listen to the show. You know that we don't, you know, create controversy. We don't ask controversial things. We just want to get to know you just like all our listeners want to because that's our job is to put people over. And speaking of putting people over, Bob, Mm -hmm. we need to help put two people over. We need to help put two people over in a yeah, and their movie. And a movie. If you got... <laughs> Wait a second. Is this, the, is this the lead-in to the Kickstarter for the Flight of the Monarch Butterfly that you want to contribute to? Can you see Zane Riley in a Monarch Butterfly uh, costume? No, but that would be an awful good gimmick for a Hood Slam show. Yes, that would. Zane, if you're listening, 
hood slams calling. They probably need you to be like a monarch butterfly. I know you can pull it off, brother. Or a um, bumblebee, one of the two. Or a bumblebee. Uh, you know, I think Caleb would make a good... Actually, Zane would be a good bumblebee, and Caleb would be a good monarch butterfly, don't you think? Please do not give those two any more ideas that they can make <laughs> money off of from us. <laughs> Anyway, um, if you guys are fans of Zane and Caleb put over the world, they're trying to make a movie. They've raised, I believe, eight hundred and some odd dollars. Their goal was five hundred. They're trying to get to a thousand so that you can have a little, uh, like a little chase scene. You can go to Kickstarter.com and find out. Uh, once they hit a certain goal, they'll add these scenes to the movie. Uh, one is a musical, and I'm hoping that they get up to that because I would love to see those two uh, doing something like. Um, you know, the sound of music, or maybe a number from from Greece. I think that would be absolutely wonderful. Uh, just saying, uh, but you know, give them a uh, give them a, a helping hand. You can go to Kickstarter.com and and search for Zane and Caleb put over the movie and and give them a, a helping hand. A helping hand of hamburger helper, or something. <laughs> We we better damn well get some kind of credit for this. I'll talk to their people and see what I can yeah, do. Yeah, have our people talk to their people. And speaking of people, have you seen some of the pictures of uh, wrestlers wearing the strong style life T-shirts? I even can do you one better. I've actually seen wrestlers <laughs> in real life and in color. Res, um at wrestling shows wearing them. Those are some cool-looking shirts. They are cool-looking shirts. Uh, Cedric's got a really nice one. Caleb's got a, a great one. Uh, John Schuyler just, uh, I think, got one, too. So, And there's also the great one that says, Leave it all in the ring. You, I mm-hmm. mean, that's a good little shirt right there. I saw a couple people at PWX wearing them. Uh, Tessa Blanchard owns one. Hmm. I have to look into that. Strong Style Life Clothing. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, um, it's you know, it's an attitude. It's um, it's a lifestyle, even if you will. That is true. That is true. I did see that the. Uh, I wanted to go back. Uh, folks know that I've, I've been there. There's always some kind of purpose or intent behind of my little things that I drop and leave along the way for you, the nine ninety nine everybody knows is, is tagged to the WWE Network. And I did see where the WWE Network launched uh, this past week uh, into some more countries overseas, but yet they're, they haven't quite made it into where they feel they're going to gain their most, most shares at uh, in, in the U.K., uh, Ireland, and, and some other countries. Um, but I think what what has happened uh, is that this whole 999 gimmick that everybody's getting tired of, it seems that WWE social media uh, staff have kind of become savvy to the point where people make fun of, you know, where they're making fun of things, and they're picking up on that and turning around and using it as a punchline now. You know, Stephanie McMahon was doing it this past week on Raw. And, yes, I did watch Raw. It's the first Raw that I've watched pretty much in its entirety uh, because I got a message from a friend, a former 
guest of the show, and I don't want to give a whole lot away because from what I've been told, I believe it will air on SmackDown, but you need to pay attention to the Adam Rose segment, and that's all that I will say. Pay attention to the Adam Rose segment. And after oh, yeah. it airs next week, we'll have a little uh, we'll have a little something on that. So I don't want to give it I don't want to give it away because it's it's too exciting for this person. It's you know it's it's pretty cool. It's it's been exciting for everybody that has been on the show, whether it's been uh, Mary Elizabeth Monroe or Caleb Conley or whomever it's been that's been able to go behind the scenes and and just be involved with that. And they said it's been a great experience. So I don't want to ruin I don't want to ruin anything for anybody. So we'll talk about that next week. Right. Yeah, we sure will cuz we um you know, we're all about, you know, I really think you and I need to I know the put over the world thing has already been taken, but I think you and I need some kind of moniker like that because uh, damn it, do we not put a lot of people over? Yeah, I think we're probably going to. Maybe that's something to send out on social media tonight. You know, because yeah, I think you know, that's a good idea because we we we've had a lot of okay. questions. We've had we've had a lot of people ask us about you know the pool from which guests are selected from. Why is it that we don't have any altercations? I had some guy that messaged me and said, you know, why aren't you argumentative with somebody? I, I don't really see the point to be argumentative with anybody. I think I've been argumentative with one person, and those, and those points were valid and have been proved over and over. But all that being said, that there, there's no reason for us to be argumentative with anybody because the people that we have on the show we like. So why am I going to argue with somebody that I like? And why would I have somebody on the show to argue with them to begin with? I can argue with people in my own spare time. Exactly. You you can argue with me, which and you I do. do on a frequent basis. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. So we could put that out on social media. We could ask folks because we put out we put over so much talent on this show. Is there a new moniker that we should give ourselves? Maybe that's something somebody can come up with. Somebody can give us an answer on that. I don't know. Yeah. The the putter overs of the world. That doesn't sound good, does it? Uh, <laughs> crap, Laura. Crap. And speaking of putting people over, I have to put my good friend Cameron Cade over because he's got two big shows coming up this weekend, and he sent me a message asking me what I uh, tell people about them. And see, if you send me messages and ask me to talk about your shows, I will too. Uh, He's got one, Over the Top. There's going to be a four-way. It's going to be him, Josh West, uh, Blaine Rage, and Jason Falcon. And because these things are so little, you tell where they're going to be. It's going to be at the Camden County Rec Center in Kingsland, uh, Georgia, um, doors open at seven. Tickets are ten bucks. Uh, under twelve, five bucks. He'll be in Saturday at. These things don't come up like they should. August twenty third, seven thirty bell time, NWA Atlanta, at the at Locust Grove, Georgia. Uh, it's going to be at the Metro Auction Center. He is going to be in the round two of the NWA Junior Heavyweight Championship Tournament. Uh, Cody Hall is going to make an appearance there. Uh, Fry Daddy is going to be there. Uh, Bill the Butcher. Payne, 
Pain looks like he could give you some pain. Logan Creed, mm-hmm. tradition, um, you know, it's going to be a good show. It's always a good show when Cameron's on there. And I have uh, some news about this um, put over the world thing. Hold on just yeah. a second. I tweeted out uh, perhaps Zane could be a bumblebee and Caleb could be a monarch butterfly. And that Zane Riley text, uh, tweeted me back and said uh, he's not against it. If they hit 900 bucks, we got it. So, um, yeah, people, we need to get them the $900 because I would absolutely love to see Zane Riley in a bumblebee outfit and uh, Caleb Conley as a monarch butterfly. Let's get this done. And maybe while those two boobs are dressed up like that, they can do a musical and sing songs from Phantom of the Opera. We kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> or maybe like do the background music from like Fantasia. <laughs> oh, God. No more. Don't give out any more ideas. Hell, we've already wrote the script for the movie. Now we need to get a writing credit as well as a producing credit. I'm telling you, if I don't see my name up there in lights with them, I'm going to be pissed. Joke. Joke. Did you see... Folks, if you haven't if you haven't caught on by now, Laura and I are just BSing. This is what we do. This is part of the fun of podcasting because this is exactly. the kind of show that we do. We're just we're just having a general conversation about stuff that's on our minds. Um, I did want to I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, I don't know if folks saw this or not. Uh, Joshua Cutshaw and the Tracer X match. Did you see? I have not seen the video that yet. That? I've not seen it yet. Mm-mm, is it good? <clears throat> um, let's put it this way: I, I told folks in a, in a post that I put out after after the show uh, last week that the guys that are soft spoken that we've had on, you know, and I, I said it I think after the show, the guys that are mm-hmm. soft spoken are the ones that you need to watch out for. I don't want to give too much away. You really need to take a look, and it's on YouTube. If you if you put in SWA and you put in Josh Cutshaw and Tracer X, I know that the video is up. Or you can go to Joshua's page, you know, which I believe is what Joshua Real Cutshaw, uh, and the yep. video link mm-hmm. is up there. The end of the match, uh, Joshua takes a spill outside, and Tracer X proceeds to do a diving flip through the ropes. Okay, folks, so he backs up, gets ahead of steam, goes off the ropes, does a diving flip through the ropes. Joshua catches him and power bombs him on the concrete floor. To Holy which, crap! To which Tracer X needed medical attention. Uh, I do not have a medical update on him, uh, but from everything that I saw and everything that I was told off air, uh, it looked as if he had several staples that were needed in the back of his head, and it looked like uh, he was suffering concussion symptoms. So I don't think I, I don't think that you're going to see Tracer X for a little while. And I also believe that Joshua put up a a post after that about about the whole incident, and I, I highly suggest that you go listen to it because. Me repeating it verbatim does it no justice, and that's all that I'll leave that as. 
Wow. Um, those SWA boys, they they don't play around. No, they don't play around. They don't play around. We've got some time left. I did want to, before I forget about it, because I've, I've been forgetful this evening, which Laura's reminded me of, I do want to announce next week's guest. Next week, we will have Joey Image on the show. Laura, you've got some background on Joey Image? I do. Uh, Joey, I first uh, interacted with Joey on Twitter. And uh, he, was a, he was a professional wrestler up in the New Jersey area. He has suffered a neck injury that has unfortunately prematurely ended his career. So we want to talk to him about his experiences in the business. He's, he knows tons of people in the business and just, you know, how he's seen things now that, you know, he's not able to wrestle any longer. One of the things that we try to do is we try to provide different perspectives and different angles, and one of the things, and, and, and we uh, have arranged this with, with Joey, is is that we want to talk about life after wrestling. Uh, you know, a lot of people right. know that due to advances in surgery, so on and so forth, people have been able to come away come from serious neck injuries, whether it be Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, Daniel Bryan, you know, through through surgery and have been able to continue their career but what happens when you get that news that, I'm sorry, but you're not going to be able to? You know, we wanted to get that angle for you, so we're going to talk with Joey Image about that next week. The other guest that we have on is a wrestler that I started hearing about, I don't know, probably about five or six months ago. I uh, put, out, put out something out on Twitter and said, you know, can anybody tell me about any, you know, uh, any wrestlers in the South uh, that you know that we should be paying attention to, or you know who we we might want to keep our eye on, and this name kept coming up over and over and over again was Pandora, out of the Georgia area. Right. Uh, and so I've done a little work and 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 looked at looked at some tape, and uh, you know we're pretty pretty happy to say that we're going to have uh, Pandora on next week as well. So uh, really looking forward to having her on too. I think she is Sleaze's manager when he wrestles in AWE. Mhm. I think I think you're right. I think so, you're right. So yeah, uh, very interesting uh, type character. Can't wait to talk uh, to her. It's always I think refreshing when we have a woman on because um, it is obviously a much different ball game when you're a woman wrestler than it is with a, when you're a man. And it's always good to get that perspective, that female perspective um, mm-hmm. that you don't get. And we've found out by talking to women, um, you know, and we've had some great women guests on our show. It's always good to hear uh, what they go through and, you know, how important it is to, you know, to be seen in a certain light when you're in wrestling. So totally, totally looking forward to that. Right. And what and I and I did see her uh actually wrestle um one of the matches that I saw and I'm not I'm not gonna give away too much too much information is is that uh I saw her wrestle uh Mickey Knuckles in a cage match. So uh the other thing that uh tying into this also is is that she is also involved with mixed tag team wrestling which seems to be catching on. 
You know, we've been talking mm-hmm. about this now for several weeks. She is involved with a mixed tag team called the Dream Team in Georgia. So we will talk to her about the Dream Team and, uh, you know, just talk about wrestling in general uh, when we get her on next week. So I did want to mention, because I ran through it kind of quick, I wanted to thank uh, Michael Rose again for the new audio at the beginning of the show. Uh, please visit Michael's website. The website is www.hook, that's H-O-O-K, 74.com. If you're not familiar with uh, Michael Rose and, and who Michael Rose is, you need to check him out because if I tell you the story, you're going to say it's bullshit. But if you go to the website and yeah. actually see it for yourself, then you'll know that what I've said since day one is the hand to God truth. You need to go to Michael Rose's website and check out this musician. And I want you to actually tweet either myself or Laura or leave us something on our Facebook or leave us on something on our Facebook pages letting us know that you saw it and tell me what you saw. That way I know that you actually went to the site and you're not just pulling my leg. Go to www.hook74.com and check out Michael Rose. And while you're there, you might want to pick up his album as well. It's also available on iTunes. I believe the name of the album is called Souls in the Headlights. But you need to take a look at his website and then let us know that you were there. I think you'll be very, very surprised at what you see. So... Michael's phenomenal. Michael is phenomenal. Also want to thank Jeff for the hard audio work that he's been doing because, folks, you know, we do a lot of different things, and we can't do it all on our own. Um, we do have people that help us out. Jeff, I know that you're listening, and I know I'm a pain in your ass, and I know I send you too many emails. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for what you do. also want to say thanks to Kane at fnxnetwork.com. Thank you very much for putting up with my endless stream of emails because, folks, if you haven't figured this out by now, I can be a little OCD at times. doesn't sound like it all the time, but when I get locked in on something, it happens that way. Look out. Look out. Folks, we want to thank you very much for uh, tuning in tonight, wherever you may be listening to us from. Uh, We're here every Wednesday night on Blog Talk Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We are also on iTunes. You can go to iTunes and download the iTunes podcast app, or you can simply go to iTunes, type Armory in the search bar, wait for that to pop up, and then go down to the podcast link, click it, and bang, we're right there. You can listen to all of our episodes 100% for free. Not $9.99, but for free. So check that out, download the episodes, we look, real, uh, we look forward to hearing your feedback. You can email us. You can text us. You can tweet us. You can Facebook us. You can Snapchat and Instagram, Laura, because I don't do any of that. Yeah, imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, thank you very much for listening tonight. Remember, there is never a bad seat here at the Armory. We'll see you next week.
been listening to Live from the Armory Wrestling Radio Show. Listen to us on blogtalkradio.com every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at From the Armory. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash live.armory.9. If you like what you hear, please take a few moments to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Thank you for listening. See you next week. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.